Welcome back to another episode of the Retro Craftacular Podcast, where each month we continue our search for the best bad movies on the planet Earth. I am your host, Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by Matt. Hey. Hey. How's it going? Oh, it's early. Surprised yeah. I could do it that fast. Is this the only morning recording we've ever done? Well, for me, yeah, it's 8.21 it's in the morning. Yeah, still technically morning for me, too. Eleven twenty one. Green juice going on. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Green love juice. It. Is that mm-hmm. Happy Planet green juice? It is Happy Planet green oh, juice. Oh, I love Happy Planet green juice. It's a, it was a weird impulse buy at the grocery store the other day. I bought green juice and Twinkies. <laughs> Which I don't... <laughs> I don't know why. What? I was like, fuck yeah, being healthy. Twinkies are two bucks. <laughs> fuck yeah, <laughs> Twinkies. <laughs> so you're trying to break even? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my that's my goal for quarantine is if I can just maintain weight. <laughs> that, will be, that will be the the goal. Oh man. If it goes down, that's fine. I just don't want it to go up. Oh, I don't own a bathroom scale or anything, so Dude, I won't even I. I won't even I wouldn't even know. I just kind of judge by my face. I'm like getting looking a little fatter. Is that where you carry your weight in your face? I think think so. Because I went to face and neck. Uh, If I look at photos of of me when I was at my thinnest, there's definitely, you can see like there's like a jawline and like, yeah, my my head definitely looks smaller. Huh. And it could be partially due to the fact that I do have a larger beard at the moment than I have in the past but it's not the largest it's been but you know i used to keep it nice and tight and now i have no reason to (laughs) yeah fair yeah as long as my mustache doesn't get in my mouth that's kind of the only thing i bother trimming yeah mustache in the mouth is is not fun it's not it's Mm -hmm. it's horrible it is horrible well, anyways, this is a podcast where we talk about <laughs> movies. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> um, and let me tell you, I I started making a list about halfway through the month of all the things that I've been watching, but I just, I've been watching so much stuff. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, it's all I have time to do is watch stuff. So that's what I've been doing. And I I just... I st- I stopped keeping track about halfway through. I know there's way more stuff, but I was like, "Oh, I should, uh, I should really like keep track of what I'm what I'm viewing, so that we can talk about it on the show." But the list would just be way too long. It's, it would be, it would be the entire show. <laughs> it's exponential. It's it's so huge. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, well, how about some highlights? Some highlights. All right, highlight number one. I went to the drive-in theater for the very first time. <gasps> oh, of course. Drive-in theaters, those can be open. Right? <laughs> That's such a good in, idea. You just sit in your car. It's fantastic. I can't believe I didn't think of that. That's amazing. Yeah, it's great. Uh, the problem is there's not a lot of new movies coming out, and by not a lot, I mean none. Right, of course. <laughs> uh, so what are they doing? They're showing the classics. So I went to the drive-in theater, and I saw E.T. and Jurassic Park double feature. Yeah. Is there a better double feature? That sounds amazing. No. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was like it was ideal for the first. It was my first time ever going to a drive-in. That was your first ever. I'd never been to the drive-in before. Oh. And I saw two of my all-time favorite movies at the drive-in. Man, what an epic first drive-in experience. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Man. It'd definitely be better with some sort of... There was a lot of people doing the like mattress in the back of the pickup truck kind of... Oh, you know, classic. Scenario. Yeah, yep. And I'm like, oh, that would be sweet, but... You need a pickup Other than truck. that, I need a pickup truck. My my hatchback doesn't quite doesn't quite cut it. But Mm-mm. no, it was good. That was a fun time. ET is still as fucking magical as ever. <laughs> it was a fun time. It was my second time seeing ET outdoors. Fun fact, because last summer they okay. did the, those movies in the park. Oh right! I was like, "Have you seen it outdoors without going to a drive-in?" I just yeah, did, you just sat in your backyard with your laptop and watched ET outside. Or no, but I am thinking about making a, a movie screen in my backyard so that I can have movie nights with friends again. <sighs> yes, like getting idea. Getting a white sheet and like just building a little frame mm-hmm. out, of two, out of some two by fours and like stapling it to the to the frame, and then we can have like socially distant movie nights because we have the backyard space for it yeah of course plenty of backyard space so could stay was it two meters two meters apart yeah whatever unless you're in a building and then they say six feet and then sometimes they say 10 i don't know yeah very regulated except i was at the mall the other day and there was like stand stand six feet apart and i'm like i'm six feet tall and like they have these little dots on the floor it's like stand here, stand here. They're like maybe oh, yeah. three feet apart. Maybe. Uh, okay. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> um, Some people are not I... taking it seriously enough. <laughs> yeah. No. What else have I been doing? Oh, I watched this thing. I can't remember. I think you've watched it before. Have you watched Love, Death, and Robots? Yes. I finally got around to watching that, and I've watched it actually a couple of times. <laughs> Oh, you have. I, I've only gone through them uh, once myself. Not yeah. I haven't watched all of them multiple times, but definitely a couple of my favorites. I've gone back and watched because they're like fifteen minutes long. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Very Just very little, cool. Little shorts. Some animation. Varied. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool. That was pretty sweet. I like it. I I want more. Because I've been. Like I said, I've gone through them and then I've watched all my favorites again and there's not a lot of like cool animation for adults that's like readily available, you know? Yeah, that's true. Like it's it's out there, but it's not it's definitely not as available as like say animation for children. Mm-hmm. Which um, there are entire sections of all yeah. streaming services that are that. Yeah. And unless you want to like go into like Japanese anime, then there's tons of. Oh, yeah. That you can find. No problem. Animation for adults. But it's also kind of like a rabbit. That's it's like its own universe. Mm-hmm. You know, That's true. Yeah. Like I, I just I don't know where to get started for that. And a lot of. 
a lot of if you're looking for anime that's like more geared toward adults a like a large portion of it is like horror and supernatural yeah thriller like psychological stuff and man i've seen a little bit of it and it gets real fucked up oh yeah yeah i can't even I can't animation <laughs> animation is a license to do things like you, you somehow get free reign where like you could do things in animation that you could not get away with doing in live action yeah um and yeah, i just don't true. know if because it, it's policed less strictly or if it's like what i, I don't know um yeah good question but even, even when it comes to like you know like mainstream like, can you imagine pitching, like, Into the Spider-Verse as a live-action movie? Yeah, not like, really. <laughs> like, we're going to have five Spider-Men, and one of them's a pig. Um, <laughs> and one of them's black and white. Yeah. When, and that's yeah, what we're going to... Yeah, exactly work. It's... It, yeah. They'd be like, um, how about you just... How about he fights Doc Ock? How about you just, just do one <laughs> Spider-Man and just have him fight the octopus guy and, and we'll make a billion dollars and we'll all fuck off. Perfect. That seems to be <laughs> how big <laughs> big movies get made. Uh, but the other, the big thing that I'm doing again is I, I've gone, gone back and continued my Battlestar Galactica rewatch. Oh, right. Good goddamn, this is a fucking good show. <laughs> Holy shit. Man. I, I never finished it. I am in season three. I've never finished it either. I'm at now at the point where I am getting new episodes. Oh. Cause nice. I stopped after season two. I like started season three briefly and for whatever reason never finished it. And so I'm now at the point where I am caught up to where I had stopped watching and and new things are happening and shit be cray. Oh man, I can only imagine. I am very 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 much into this show. Yeah, it's so good. And I I I put out a tweet where I said like the first two seasons of this show are better than anything that has been released on TV in the last 10 years. Wow. And I was and I was met with no um disagreements. Oh. <laughs> um there's one guy who said, "Well, if you had said released in America, I would agree with you." And I'm like, "Okay. Fine. <laughs> Fine." I wonder what he was specifically thinking British of. British TV, 100%. He was guaranteed thinking about British TV. No, but like what show? Oh, probably Doctor Who. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know what people on Twitter like. Yeah. I just, that, that whole like, oh, British TV is better than American TV. Nonsense. Nonsense. No, they both have good and bad shows. Yeah. Absolute nonsense, I say. <laughs> American office is way better than the British office. And that's a hill I'll die on. <laughs> I will fight all of England on that. Anyways. <laughs> now that you've declared you... war against the nation. Yep. Fuck you and your horrible, horrible show. 
starring a horrible, horrible man. I don't like Ricky Gervais. Anyways, what have you been up to? Well, I mean, I... Not that much. <laughs> I don't work. I uh, I take care of the house. I take care of the dog. I uh, um, starting today. I'm gonna be the dungeon master for a campaign with my siblings. Ooh, fun! Yeah, classic D and D. We doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifth edition, advanced. Fucking. Oh, I gotta gotta do that five E because I don't know any of the older ones. Oh, cool! Yeah, <laughs> still kind of I'm still newish to D and D as far as D and D is concerned because it's a super fucking old game. Oh, every time I try to learn it, I just like I take one look at it. And I'm like, it's too many rules, man. Yeah, what it. you really need is someone who already knows the rules who can give yeah. you the bare minimum for you to just start playing. Yeah, and then you will learn as you go. And it'll be fun. That's I find the best way I to find go. <laughs> that's the the best way because like I I've been reading, I've been reading the manuals for the Alien RPG. Oh, that's right. Um, and that seems pretty straightforward. The dice mechanic is both both very simple and very hard to figure out at the same time. Yeah, what does that game use again? D sixes. Right. Yeah. And basically, it's like, to succeed, you have to roll a six. But to fail, you have to roll a one. Mm-hmm. So as long as you don't roll a one, you're fine. But if you don't roll a six, you also don't succeed. Are there modifiers? Uh, yes. Um, but it just relates, I think it just relates to the number of dice you roll. Oh, right, right. So if you have like a two in this thing that you're trying to do, then you get to roll two. So you have two chances to get a six. Yeah. Then uh, okay. Then there's also, because um, you can gain stress points in, um, like, you know, if, if like you see a chest burster come out of someone, that's a stressful situation. So then you get a For stress sure. point. And then, then you have to roll a dice. As well, that's a different color. Every time you roll, you also have to roll stress dice. Oh. So there's more chances of you getting a six, but then there's also chances of you getting a one. And if you get a one on the stress dice, then you panic. And then something bad happens. Yeah. So it's like like little mechanics like that, where it's like, it seems pretty straightforward, but also there's like little nuance rules that like muck it up real fast. Okay. But all you really need to know to start is six, yeah. you do it. One, you don't. Yeah, basically. Sweet. Man, there was, fun to play that game. There was Super an interesting thing in there that I was reading. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I want to play it with a bunch of people who have like never seen Alien. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on. So then... Because, like, if I was, like, playing the game, I'd be like, oh, there's a dark room full of, like, leathery objects on the ground. <laughs> Gonna just close that door. And go <laughs> another, you know? But, like... Yeah. <laughs> you gotta... Sure. Yeah. If you, if you play it with a group of, like, total noobs who know that, like, oh, it's about an alien that 
kills people, I guess. I don't know. And they know that it's going to be scary. Then you can kind of, I think then it would be very, very, very fun to just like put them in scenarios and watch them freak out. Yeah, for sure. I think it'd be very good. Um, yeah. So I got to figure out a way to set that up. There was an interesting thing actually I read in that book and I don't know if other, I haven't read too many other RPG manuals, but there's this interesting concept in there. And I don't know if this is interesting to anyone listening to this. They came here to <laughs> listen to us talk about movies, but we're probably, we're talking about RPGs now. Um, <laughs> buckle up. There's a, the, this concept of like failing forward. So like, you never want to, as a dungeon, this was in the Game Masters section of the book, where it's like, you never want to put your characters in a scenario where they will, um, like, just automatically be killed. Or it's like an unwinnable situation for them. So it's like, the example that they put in the um, in the book was like, they come to a door and they have to perform like a computer hack uh, skill check to open the door and escape from the alien. But, um, you know, they don't make a successful role. So then they're like, well, instead of just having the door not open, maybe the door starts to open and then stops leaving a gap. That's only big enough for pe- people to go through one at a time or something like that. Okay. You know, so it's like they failed, but you still need to give them a chance to play mm-hmm. and succeed. I like that. Yeah, I think it's a good, it's a good idea. It's it's you never want the game master to feel like they're setting you up to lose, right? Yeah, it's it, you don't want the dynamic of players versus game master. That's not how it should feel. No, no. Which is why I've come up I've been trying to come up with an idea of like a a this copyright by the way. Uh like a <laughs> slasher a slasher movie RPG. Hmm. And like trying to come up with scenarios where like, you know, you're like five camp counselors and and someone starts murdering you and like try to do them as like short, like single session kind of games. Uh yeah. But it's the the thing I keep running into is like, well then how do you make it not player versus game master? Like, you really need to have, like, this altruistic, like, like you need to have Abed as your game master to be, like, (laughs) the most, like, I am completely impartial. I am the computer. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Pretty much. And I think what I come up with is, like, there needs to be, like, there needs to be a dice mechanic of, like, does the killer pop out of the darkness like if you roll like whatever (laughs) the game master has to roll make successful rolls to make the killer appear interesting you know what i mean anyways this is an off-air conversation (laughs) we can have later yeah sounds good (laughs) cool you've been watching anything fun uh yeah i actually uh been watching a string of movies that um are like critically acclaimed that i've just never seen before been oh, nice. ca- been catching up on like must sees. Nice, um, good. That's a good thing to do. Yeah, been seeing a lot of uh, Brad Pitt. No. Oh, wait. Maybe. No. Brad, well, Brad Pitt and Matt Damon. 
mostly Matt Damon actually. I've seen a lot of Matt Damon. Nice. Um, oh, shoot, what's the what's the movie where where Matt Damon is a is a ranger and Jeff Bridges is in it? Oh, uh, True Grit. True Grit. I've never seen True Grit. Oh yeah, True and I Grit's finally great. watched it. It was fantastic. My goodness. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then Brothers did that. Yep. And then also the one where um, Matt Damon is like a a, a state ranger. <laughs> he's a ranger, and then this one he's like a state no a state trooper, and oh, state but trooper. he's like crooked and he's working for the working for the mob who is Jack Nicholson. Oh, The Departed. Boom, The Departed. I'd never seen that either. <laughs> um, yeah, just this is like a weird game show game. <laughs> 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 you try to describe movies you can't remember the name of, and I'll be able to pull them out of my ass with at least two cast members. I mean, I knew you'd be able to figure it out, no problem, really. So, but yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and then uh, also watched uh, No Country for Old Men. Oh, beauty. Love that one. That was intense. A real Coen Brothers kick going on. Yeah, for real. That, I mean, you watched too. Yep. But... And I, then the next the next on my list I have actually seen, but my wife's never seen, and that's Braveheart. You know, I've never sat through all of Braveheart. Yeah. And, I don't I can't blame you. We keep being I've, like, that's next on our list, let's watch it. And then we sit down and be like, Do we really want to spend three hours watching a movie right now? No, let's I watch know, something right? else. <laughs> it's like I've only ever seen it on TV. Right, yeah. And I think that's the way to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> at least uh, if you could watch the tv version that was edited for time and not content i think that would be like ooh, i should look into that primo if that exists it probably doesn't but i should look for that i went on a movie buying bender oh i i made one trip to walmart where i rummaged through the bargain bin and then also bought some new shit Ooh, this will interest you actually hmm I bought a Studio Ghibli movie. Oh, which one? I know. I bought How's Moving Castle. Oh. Because you got to see this. Hold on. They released. Coming on back. For whatever reason, I don't, I don't know why, they released How's Moving Castle in like this beautiful. Let me take the price tag off. I haven't, I haven't opened it yet. It's still in its packaging. I haven't got around to watching it yet. It's on my to-do list. But they released these, like, steel books. Oh, cool. And I was like, oh, maybe they'll have, like, Spirited Away or, like, Princess Mononoke or something. No. The only two that they released in this limited edition steel book is How's Moving Castle and Ponyo. And Ponyo. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not going to buy fucking Ponyo. <laughs> But I was like, uh, I don't know what it was, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give How's Moving Castle a shot. This is an Academy Award winner. Oh, it's I believe. Gorgeous, oh, no. Man. Nominee. It's going to nominee. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Shout Factory put this out. So, man, I bought some Shout Factory Blu-rays before and some steel books. I have their steel book of Army of Darkness, which is fantastic. Oh, nice. Beauty. Yeah, man, Hell's Moving Castle is great. It's a really good book, too. The book is quite different from the movie, but uh, they're both brilliant. 
Sweet. Plus yeah. the cast, man. That's the voice acting oh, yeah. cast in that movie. Hold on. Yeah, you got fucking uh, amazing. Gene Simmons. Yup. Um, that's Gene with a J, not not from. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know. yeah, <laughs> not, <laughs> not from Kiss. Um, Christian Bale, Lauren Bacall, um, Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal fucking slays in this movie. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so that's. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to jump into that this week, I think. Yeah. The other thing yeah. I did was uh, Valley Village opened up. So I went. Oh, it did. Holy shit, that's a big stack of movies, dude. <laughs> this is about half the stack. I got another <gasps> another half. Holy crap. I got some sweet some sweet snap cases. You know, those oh. like those like paper. Hold on. You know, they're like they were like cardboard and they had like the plastic like these these fucking things and they have the little snap on the side. Oh yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Bought a bunch of those. Those are kind of coming. They're like they're like the cool collectible of the DVD world. People are starting to collect them. And they're Crazy. like all these awesome movies are put out on Snapper and I'm like I doubt it. And then I go to the Value Village and I'm like, "Oh, there's some dope movies here on Snapper. I got to get some of these." I got like Poltergeist, I got Femme Fatale. What else did I get? Uh, Heat. I got an unopened copy of Heat. All right. Bullet. <laughs> Bullet. Oh, some good Man. shit. Bought a big old fucking stack. Doctor Sleep. That I got at Walmart. Which is the <laughs> sequel to The Shining. You ever see that? No. That's really good. Huh. Ewan McGregor plays a grown-up Danny. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Highly recommend, actually. Doctor Sleep. and Yeah. Got a bunch of stuff. I bought online. I bought the Universal Monsters box set. Oh, I bought it off uh, Amazon. Um, yeah, dude. I've been, oh, and the Criterion Collection had a flash sale, so I bought like eight movies from the Criterion Collection, like a bunch of Kurosawa movies and like Night of the Living Dead. That's basically it. I bought like six Kurosawa movies and Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> Nice. Oh, and Stalker. I bought Stalker also. Anyways, oh, I've, awesome. I've gone on. I've gone on a binge buy. Like I haven't gone on in a while. But I bought this thirty disc box set of like Universal Classic Monster movies. This got like Dracula, Son of Dracula, Dracula's Daughter, House <laughs> of Dracula, The Brides of Dracula. Like, oh man, and then, and then like all the Frankenstein's, The Mummy, The Invisible Man, The Wolf Man. Now you just need to set up that um, movie screen in your backyard <laughs> and have a freaking marathon night. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I was thinking about that. I was like, this would be good for like, you know, because like, you can't really like show like Roadhouse. Like we, we live like by a busy street. So like there'd be like kids walking by and like, yeah. seeing, like you know, titties. But yeah, <laughs> you could watch, you could watch, you know, The Bride of Frankenstein. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So that was my, oh, yeah, went on a binge, on a binge buy. A couple of these we're definitely going to do on the podcast, though. Like this Mortal Kombat triple feature. Oh, my shit. Uh, I also bought uh, this Chinese movie called Choi Hark's uh, Vampire Hunters. This came out in like 2002. It's like a... It's like a, one of those that they're like when uh, Chinese were like, "Oh shit, white people love Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon." We gotta, 
<laughs> we got to cash in on this. So they started making a bunch of like action movies that they could like send to thing. I got uh, Vertical Limit, which we're actually going to talk about this. I-, I had put this on the list of like movies to maybe watch for our The Distant Future, the year 2000 series. And then I saw it at uh, Value Village and I was like, tis fate. <laughs> well, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I think we've put this off long enough. Should we talk about Battlefield Earth? <laughs> no, I don't want to. When we attacked your planet, all your soldiers and all their advanced technology could only put up a measly nine-minute fight before they were exterminated, which is why man is an endangered species. Oh, oh we have to talk about t- it. Chatting about role-playing games and, and other movies. But oh. Let's talk about me spending all my money on movies. <sighs> That's a lot of movies, dude. <laughs> dude, so many. No, nah, but they all came from Value Village. They're cheap. They're like three bucks at Value Village. Oh, yeah, that's true. They're not even overcharging for Blu-rays now. Blu-rays and DVDs are the same price. The only thing that they're marking up is like TV box sets. Oh, wow. Well, that's good. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Let's uh Oh, let's get stuck in. All right. This was a horrible experience <laughs> to watch alone. Yep. I feel like maybe it would be somewhat enjoyable in a group watching session. Yep. You know, where you can you can kind of chirp at the movie and all laugh at each other's jokes. But when you're just watching it by yourself, there's no one to laugh at your jokes. Yeah, and I felt so dumb partway through watching the movie because it was just on Netflix. We should have arranged a Netflix party and watched oh. it together. Yeah. Instead of just both watching it alone because it was so bad. Oh, that would have been... Yeah, that would have been better. Fuck. We could have like, like <laughs> done like a Skype call and then like synced it up. Yeah. Oh, Why didn't we do that? Anyways. I know. Ugh. This is, I blame you for this. This was your pick. This was my fault, yeah. <laughs> I found it on Netflix and I was like, this looks amazingly bad. We need to watch this. And then I was like, oh, of course. This is like supposed to be one of like the worst movies ever made. We have to watch this on our podcast. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I understand now why it's one of the worst movies ever made. Yes. I wish we'd watched Gone in 60 Seconds. The movie we're thinking about watching instead. But alas, we watched Battlefield Earth. You know, it was it was almost worth it just for John Travolta's performance. (laughs) Which is the one of the most insane performances I've ever seen. Yeah? I think so. I thought it was like amazingly terrible to the point where I'm like I really want John Travolta to do something like stop trying to to do 
like serious movies where he plays John Gotti and and stuff like that and do something fucking weird where he's just like a lunatic actor because he's not a good actor. Like John Travolta's never been a good actor. No one is watching Pulp Fiction going like, man, that Travolta performance really like fucking speaks to me. Like <laughs> he's he's getting carried through that movie by other people. Although the scene where he says, oh man, oh, I shot Marvin in the face. That is, <laughs> that is comedy gold. I'll give him that. That, that line yeah. delivery was amazing, but the rest of the, <laughs> but this, like he was so like theatrical and like almost like operatic. He was definitely going over the top. Yeah. Like the, while you were still learning how to spell your name, (laughs) I was being groomed to conquer galaxies. Like, oh, that, that to me, I was like, he needs, he should have had a career like Nick Cage. And I think it's because he's a Scientologist. Like, that's why he kind of probably got like. I don't know. Blacklisted is the right term, but like he d- he don't he don't get the choice roles anymore. It's just, hmm, you know. But uh, yeah. So let's let's let, here's some yeah. Let's actually into the let, context let for the in, movie. Yeah, people have no idea what we're talking about right now. <laughs> for the most part, I think I blacked out most of the movie. If I'm being honest, because like even looking at my notes, I none of them make sense. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll I'll try and do my best to piece it together. But so like context for the movie. This was John Travolta's passion project. Um uh for like since the eighties he was trying to get this thing made and he wanted to play the the main hero role huh. of Johnny. Which like Johnny Johnny Goodboy, I think is the character's legit name. Good boy, Johnny Good boy. I had to look up some of it on Wikipedia what? last night before we uh, recorded because I needed to like refresh my memory as to what happened. Because I watched it on Tuesday and it's now Saturday, and I have pretty much blacked it out. That's mind. fair. Yeah, um, I get that. Yeah. So, yeah. So Johnny Johnny Good boy, um, and then I guess he no one wanted to fund it because it's based on a book by L. Ron Hubbard, who obviously, you know, created Scientology. Oh, yeah. um, he was a science fiction author who created a religion and somehow people... We're not here to talk about Scientology. Um, <laughs> be a bonus episode for Patreon. It had a... I don't know enough about science. There's an HBO documentary. Just go watch that. You don't need to listen to oh, me talk yeah, about it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that if the guy who invented your religion said the best way to become a millionaire is to be to start your own religion, like maybe that's not. <laughs> but we're but we're not here good, to talk about it. <laughs> good grounds for faith. Anyways, we're not here to talk about it. <laughs> Science fiction author created his own religion. Anyways, here we go. So that obviously kind of created like a a bit of a blacklist in, 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 or, or put like a bit of a black mark on this project in Hollywood because people are like, ah, we don't really want to do a movie that's associated with Scientology. Mm-hmm. Understandable. 
sort of, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> so then it got picked up by this uh, studio that has since gone bunked called Franchise Pictures, which was basically, it existed to like revive passion projects from celebrities and they would, you know, get these movies that had one, you know, kind of name actor in them and, and revive them and get them to, they're like, oh, maybe we can sell it based on this person's name alone, whatever. Uh, this was supposed to be the first half of a, of a du- duology. It covers oh. only about half of the book, uh, Battlefield Earth, which is like a 1200 page book, apparently. All right. So you're looking at a real like it chapter one, it chapter two scenario kind of here going on. Um, but it uh, it failed at the box office and it failed with critics and it failed with fans. Failed I think the only me. person. Oh boy, did it ever! But uh, <laughs> I think the what I what the one of the first things I wrote down was like this is like a big budget version of movies that we'd normally watch on this podcast. Yeah. It's just much more expensive. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. This this totally looked like a movie that you would find in like the Mill Creek box set of like 50 great sci-fi movies and it would be called like I mean even Battlefield Earth is a stupid it's name. It's a terrible name. Yeah. Terrible. Um but it you know it would be called like you know uh Battle of the Cyclos or something like that, and we'd be like, <laughs> "Oh man, that sounds like shit. We gotta watch that." It starts with, "It is the year three thousand. Man is an endangered species." Like these are oh, yeah. subtitles. I'm doing the movie trailer voice, but like, there's like subtitles. These are the first things you see on the screen, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is garbage. <laughs> this is gonna be garbage." <laughs> oh yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. Um. Basically, the plot is, it's like Earth has been taken over by it. Let me let me see if I can do this, and okay. jump in if I start fucking up. I'll try. Earth has been taken over by a, a race of big-headed aliens called Cyclos from the planet Cyclo. Side mm-hmm. note: I hate when science fiction uh, just names the the race of of beings. After the planet. Yeah. Like, like we're not... Oh, I guess we'd be like Earthlings. Oh. But, but like that's like a... Dem- aliens like a dem- might call us Earthlings because we're from yeah. Earth. But we are humans. So, yes. like, maybe the humans would call the Cyclos Cyclos because they're from Cyclo. But why would they call themselves that? Yeah, I don't know. I... I I I find it very ugh. Anyways, all right. There's a lot of ugh in this movie. <laughs> I can do this. And now that I think about it, I mean, there's a lot of... But it's like like the planet Vulcan. The Vulcans are from Vulcan. They're not like Vulcanians, you know? Like, that bothers me. More mm-hmm. so than like 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 in Star Wars, like... The Mandalorians come from Mandalore, but that makes sense to me. Like they should have been called Cyclonians or Cyclotians. 
Cyclones. Because cyclos, the cyclos, it also just sounds fucking dumb. <laughs> it's just a dumb name. Um, so anyways, they've taken over Earth and are stripping it for minerals, basically. They're stripping it of doing? its mineral wealth? I believe so. There's... um. Uh well yeah because then like John Travolta and Forrest Whitaker, by the way, how did Forrest Whitaker get duped into being in this movie? I I don't know. <laughs> and like, bravo on him for surviving it. Yep. Like this should have been a career killer, like it was yep. for everyone else. <laughs> um. But he he survived. Him and him and uh, John Travolta are cyclos, and they find a, a vein of gold. They find like a big gold deposit um, in the mountains, and they're like, "Oh, we need to go mine this." But they don't want to. They don't want to um, like, like they want to take it for themselves. Basically, they don't want to alert it to the company. There's a company that runs the operations on Earth, and John Travolta's character, whose name is like Turl. Or something like that. Um, yeah, I think that's right. Turl. And then Anyways. Forrest Whitaker's character is Kerr. Yeah. Kerr and Yeah, that's right. Herb Kerr and Kerr. Yeah. Uh, they, they run. He's like, so yeah. Forrest Whitaker is his second in command. And they're like the overseers of the of the planet and it's kind of seen as like a bung job like because like Earth backwater sucks. sheriffs yeah yeah they're like if you were like to join you know the police force and they were like all right we're gonna make you like if you, matt if you were to join the rcmp and they're like all right we're gonna make you uh you're gonna get your own uh branch or station um Precinct. You're gonna get your own precinct. You're gonna make you captain. You'd be like, "Oh, sweet. Where are you sending me?" And they're like, "We're gonna send you to Steinbach, Manitoba." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "Oh, ah, damn." <laughs> how how about instead of that? How about I take a pay cut and stay here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's that's kind of what we're what we're dealing with here. Sorry to our American listeners. I know that doesn't make any sense to you. It's like, um, if you were made a sheriff of Stillwater, Texas, I don't know. Is that a place? Rhode Island. I don't know. It sounds like a place, doesn't it? It does. I think it is a place. So it sounds like the kind of like, I think I looked it up for a script I was writing once. I'm like, I need a tiny town that no one's ever heard of. So the men, okay, the humans, as they're referred to by the cyclos, as man-animals. Man-animals. Yeah. By the way, man-animal would be like a sweet 80s hair metal band name. And most of the cast would fit the sweet hair metal band. Yeah. Oh, yes. (laughs) There's a lot of flowing Um, locks in this movie. Yeah. it, It basically looks like they took the wardrobe from the Planet of the Apes. Uh, movies from like the 60s for like mm-hmm. the humans they're like all right let's put them in loincloths but what if they were hot <laughs> like everyone's you know nice clean shaven you know no beard i mean kim Coates has a beard 
but it's like it's like you know nice and groomed it's maintained yeah it's very maintained yeah there's a lot of manscaping going on in <laughs> the you know distant future <laughs> so our main character Johnny he lives in like a tribe and they live in some caves yeah and it's like you don't go outside cuz there's <laughs> demons yeah uh, and the demons are the cyclos, and he's like, I've never seen a demon. So he goes outside and is immediately captured by the cyclos. Yeah. Well, first he meets um, some other peeps that aren't from a cave tribe. Right. Yeah. He meets Kim Coates and someone else. Um, took me a while to figure out who that guy was, but he's the guy that's the head coach in Goon. He's been in a bunch of other stuff. Oh. I didn't recognize him. He's like a good, like, he's never been the lead in anything, but he's like a good, like, day player kind of guy, you know. Oh, like, okay, he's been in okay, a bunch okay. of stuff. Um, and if you ever watch Goon, great movie, very funny. He plays the the coach of the uh, Halifax Highlanders. Yeah. Not important. Anyways. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he goes out, he meets those guys, and then he's, like, immediately captured. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they give them, they take them inside the, what is it, like a dome? They, they bring them inside this dome. It's called the dome later on, but it's like a giant structure that isn't necessarily dome-shaped at all. It's like... That is like... Uh, right. Like but a space the, station. Yeah. Basically, they built a big bubble that they can fill... With their the cyclos atmosphere because they can't breathe Earth's atmosphere, mm-hmm. so they got to fill it with this quote unquote breathe gas, yep. which becomes very very important later. And in order to give the humans to be able to breathe, they just give them nose plugs on a chain. Yeah, some kind of thing fits on the. It looks like it just fit on the outside of their noses. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then it's like an exaggerated version of an old person's reading glasses. <laughs> it has like those, the two chains going to like the two a chains, backrest yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also the cyclos wear them. When they're outside, yeah. It seems to be the same yeah. machine. I don't know. Yeah. But it seems very unclear as to like location ever because like even when sometimes like when the humans are outside of the dome, they're still wearing it. And sometimes the cyclos are wearing it inside, because you never really know where you are or what's happening. Yeah, it's a little hard to keep track of. Yeah, like the scene where uh, John Travolta threatens to blow up his girlfriend's head with the explosive collar. I think everyone's wearing them in that scene. Uh, but I don't. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, Whatever. <laughs> so basically what happens is John Travolta wants to mine this gold and steal it for himself. He wants... Uh, well, and then Kerr finds out about it. No, Kerr finds the gold. You know, when they, they find out about the gold vein like halfway through the movie. <laughs> There's so much set up. This movie was two hours long and it did not need to be. No, no, okay, but didn't uh, didn't John Travolta or Forrest Whitaker find the gold vein on like a satellite readout? 
and he hid it from John Travolta. Yeah, because at the beginning of the movie, John Travolta is supposed to be getting transferred out because his position as chief of security was supposed to be temporary. Yeah, and then like the higher ups from Cyclo come and they have like a formal dinner thing, and then they're like, "Guess what, asshole? You want to stay?" And he's like, "I right. don't want to. I was top of my class." And then they're like, "Well, Cyclos are evil bastards, so fuck you." That's the gist of it. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. And then but, yeah, uh... so Kerr had found the gold vein and hid it because he was waiting for. Yeah, Turtle he thought John transferred. He was going to get transferred. He was going to get promoted. And then he was going to be like, hey, look, I found this gold vein. So then he comes up with the idea that they should steal the gold together. Yeah. And not tell the higher ups at the Cyclotron what they're doing. Pretty much. It's basically what I got from that. Mm-hmm. Oh, but uh, the gold—the so that... gold vein is like in an area where there's like a little bit of like natural radiation going on or something. Right. So the cyclos can't mine it. Yeah, that becomes uranium. That's what it was. Yeah, their breathe gas reacts um, quite violently to uranium. Yeah, like it explodes. Yeah, which comes into play later in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they come up, they devise this plan where they're going to teach the man animals to mine. Um, and they're like, "Well, how are we going to do that? They're stupid. Uh, we can't even communicate with them. Like they don't speak our language. We don't speak their language." Uh, and then they were like, "Wait a minute! There was that one kind of smart man animal." Because in the very beginning scene, when Johnny uh, Johnny gets uh, picked up by the the, the cyclos and brought into the dome, he kind of tries to escape and he gets his hands on one of their guns and shoots and kills one of them. Basically, and, it's a fluke. Cause yeah, it's, it's like a guns, fluke. Yeah, but and then John Travolta's like, "Well, I'm not going to put shot and killed by man animal on the report unless I see some evidence." So. Uh, try to take the gun away for like he, they give him the gun, uh, and they're like, all right, try to take it from him. He's like, I'm not gonna do that. He's like, sure you will. And he's like, no, no, no I'm, not, I'm not gonna do that. He's like, well, look, you, I don't. He's not gonna, obviously not gonna shoot you because he's a man animal. Try and try and take it from him, and so he's like, oh, fine. So he like takes it from, him, and then Johnny shoots and kills him. He's like, oh, oh, <laughs> that, that was interesting. I'll be. Of, well, I'll be. Yeah. Says so something. Is that what he says? I don't know. I was just saying it. It's something like that, though. It's yeah. Like, oh, I'll be damned, or something like that. Like, oh, terrible acting. <laughs> um, this should this should have been John Travolta's like introduction as like the king of schlock. Like he should have just made crap, garbage movies like Nicolas Cage has been doing for the last twenty years. Might have been a very different road. But it wasn't, because he took it seriously, and that was his downfall. Um, So seriously, my goodness. Yeah, so they kidnap Johnny, and they shoot a laser into his brain that teaches him Mm -hmm. how to speak Cyclo, and it teaches him all of their knowledge. And that was actually, the beginning of that scene was, was where my brain cried out in pain to the point where I had to just, like, stop for a little bit. 
because uh-huh. they, gra- they grab John Travolta, grabs Johnny Goodboy, because he you know thinks that he's smart enough to learn, and brings him into this learning machine. But what happens yeah. is a hologram of a different species appears. That's like. That's like. Basically, being like. Oh, I I am just a humble alien serving the cyclos, and if you're watching this, that means that all of my people and my planet are already dead because of the cyclos. But I will try to teach you, even though I am inferior. Uh, I will do my best. Please forgive me. Um. Wait, that that's a scene in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that fucking happens, dude. I have no memory of that happening. Not at all. It's so fucking bad and so weird and uncomfortable because then the hologram disappears and all the learning is done from a light being shot into his brain. So why was that there? Well, um, uh, it's not important. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what What is important is that we all learn something. What? I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to justify it, man. It's not. I feel like you working. need to see that scene. I feel like you need to see that scene. It's just so fat. Maybe. I'll... <sighs> yeah, I, like Maybe I said, I definitely later. blacked out at some point during this movie. Where just like my brain was like, "You, you don't want to be here." Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> so anyway, they shove the info into his brain. Firstly, like it teaches him cyclo, so that he can actually speak with John Travolta. Yeah. And then, um, oh yeah, they bring a bunch of the 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 humans into their office to repair a bulkhead that John Travolta keeps like bashing his head on. <laughs> oh yeah, because <laughs> it's too low, which is weird because the cyclos are supposed to be like nine feet tall or something like they're supposed to be huge, way bigger than humans, and John Travolta's like five foot four. Like he's yeah. the he's the tiniest fucking giant alien, and they tried to make <laughs> up with it for. They tried to make up with for it with like a giant like head and hair, but, and he has like big platform boots on, a lot of the time. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's so good. Oh, excuse me. It's some good self-awareness by John Travolta to make himself the villain in this movie. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but also but also then he gets... I mean, like even like the way we've been talking about the movie this whole time, we've mostly been talking about John Travolta's character. Because he gets so much screen time. And, I mean, I guess I'll say development, but his character does not change. But he's the villain. He's not the main character. He's... Like Johnny, yeah, Johnny like, is supposed to be the main character. It's like if the entire, like it's like if Star Wars was told from Darth Vader's perspective. Mm-hmm. You just had like five minutes with Luke on Tatooine at the beginning, and then the next time you see him is when he shows up on the Death Star. <laughs> yeah, pretty and much. Darth Vader's like, "Who is this boy?" Because I mean, like I'll while. While Johnny's like learning shit, we do have scenes with him kind of like p- 
pontificating these new thoughts with the other humans and like starting to kind of teach them and build the rebellion. I yeah. feel like we don't get enough of that though. It doesn't. Well, like it only comes in about like an hour into the movie that Ugh. starts happening. Yeah. The, the big thing is like, like there's that whole scene where they're like, Oh, we need to like figure out how to bribe the man animal. Like what does the man animal want? Like, well, maybe we can give him some food. And then it's like, well, what kind of, what is his favorite food? And so they like set them free in like the sewers and like film them so that they can like see what, what they like go after. And they, they catch a rat and eat the rat. And they're like, ah, the man animal loves rats. The we favorite will, food, uncooked yeah. rat. Uncooked rat. We will bribe <laughs> them with some raw rats. And like, so like that scene is insane where they're just, eating raw rats but like yeah (laughs) oh man it's so so dumb dumb. so basic basically he's he teaches johnny their language johnny learns about the cyclos and their way of life and then he strikes this deal with them where it's like okay you mine the gold for me and i won't kill your woman Pretty much, yeah. He puts an explosive collar around her neck because she left yeah. to go find him because he never came back. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, I won't kill your woman with an explosive collar. And then he also puts an explosive collar on someone else and detonates it. And we don't get to see the head explode. And yep, that it's was... all. It's all off screen. <laughs> in fact, most of the deaths in this are, are, are done in like an extreme close-up. Like, someone's about to get shot. You see someone, like, point the gun, and then it cuts to an extreme close-up of the person who's dying, and they, like, jump out of the frame. Yep. That's most of the deaths. Also, the lasers in this movie suck. They're so weird. And most just of like, the time, they just don't use sound. Yeah. It's like something dramatic is happening, like the gun shooting, but then, like, all of the sound cuts out, and it's just the music. Yeah, and, like, the lasers just, like, they hit someone and they just, like, disappear inside them and don't leave a mark. And then the person, like, jumps on the ground. It's, oh, it's so terrible. So bad. But now we're about to enter the dumbest part of the movie. Oh, we're not even there yet? No, we're not even there yet. (laughs) We're about to enter it. Let's do it. They agree to mine the gold for him. And so... uh. You know, they get all their equipment out to this cliff where they're supposed to mine the gold. And, you know, one of the, the humans is like, Johnny, how are we going to mine the gold? Like, we don't know how to mine the gold. We can't do this in a week or two weeks or whatever the, the window is, right? And he's like, we don't have to mine it. We just got to go to where the gold has already been mined. And then they bring their drill to Fort Knox. They just walk to Fort Knox. Which, they, well, they had. Do they have flying? They had the ships. They yeah, had. A, they have they ships. Had, I think they had a ship. I think they had. They needed a ship to get out to the because they teach Johnny how to fly. Well, I thought they got dropped off. They, they had a ship. I think they have a ship, didn't they? Because they they couldn't get dropped off right right by the gold vein because the aliens couldn't get close enough because of the radiation. Oh, okay. Maybe they had a ship. I assumed I, they I had assumed, a ship. Okay, see, I assumed they were walking. No, they just walked I to was, Fort Knox. 
Yeah. And then walked to Fort Hood later to get guns. Like in Texas. Or they walked to Kentucky to go to Fort Knox, take all the gold, haul it back. This is the dumbest part of the movie. They... (laughs) They go to Fort Knox. They use their drill to open up the... No, they had to have had a ship. They had to have. They must have. My That's the only thing that makes sense. They travel around a lot, this part of the movie. They needed to have a ship. They must have. Okay, sure. Let's say they do. Um, they <laughs> we just don't drill see open, it, but... <laughs> yeah, they drill open the front door of Fort Knox. And, like, the door to a vault is just ajar... It's just open a jar, and he's like, oh, and just like pushes it open, and they walk into this room. It's just full of gold. Yep. And they're like, cool, let's just haul this all back. And then they haul it all back, uh, and John Travolta shows up, and he's like, why is it in bars? <laughs> and he's like, they were like, oh, we figured a, a sophisticated cyclo like you wouldn't be satisfied with it in its raw form. He's like, well, since you've made such good time and you had all this extra free time to smelt it into bars, I expect the rest of the gold in a week. And then he fucks off. Um, yeah. And then... But, like, how in the fuck would they have been able to smelt gold? Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't no make sense any sense at all. Dude. This None. movie is fucking dumb. It's so <laughs> dumb. Oh. Yeah, so they, oh, they, they only gave him half of the gold. Um, so yeah. that they would have the other half already there for next time he came. Um, so then they use their their time left to, as you said, go to go to Texas and get all the guns. <laughs> yeah, where are you gonna get guns in America? Texas. Mm-hmm. Go to America, get some guns, and also some like F-18s. They spend a lot of time in a flight simulator. Um, oh yeah, there's like an like, entire tribe get some rocket of, launchers, an entire tribe of man animals that like joins forces with them, and they just leave them at an air hangar where there's like yeah. a flight simulator, and they're like, okay, learn how to how to fly fighter jets. We'll see you later. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, you're right. I'm starting to get the hang of this. Like it's. <sighs> Oh my Fuck. gosh, dude, it's bad. It's, it's so bad. terrible. <laughs> I wish it was entertaining, uh, but it's not. No, um, it's just painful. It's just painfully dumb. Yeah. So. Huh, so yeah, their happens. master plan. Their master plan, and that like Johnny right. hatches because now Johnny's brilliant because he knows everything. Yeah. He, so then they basically just machine. like foment insurrection. Yeah, the the plan the plan is to like have the have the rest of the captured man animals kind of like revolt but not use real guns so that they're not just killed right away as kind of a distraction. And then the main the main two goals are are twofold. One, um blow up the dome, like breach the dome so that the cyclos are hit with earth's atmosphere and can't right. breathe. And then the next is that they build like a uranium bomb to put on the teleporter to send to the cyclo home planet. Because right. if they set it off, the atmosphere will blow up. So Yeah. Instead of just up. like we're not just gonna free the humans, they're gonna commit genocide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically. 
Yeah. Which is awesome. I love super when that cool. happens. Yeah. Super cool. Uh, fictional genocide. Good. <laughs> um, and I mean, like, I guess like, it makes sense because if they just freed the humans, then they would be captured again later by the Cyclos. And if they just killed the Cyclos that were there, more would be sent from the home planet. And so Johnny's like, the only way out is kill all of them. Yeah, we'll kill everyone and we'll... Yeah, we'll just kill everyone. Mm-hmm. Basically his plan. Uh, and it goes off more or less without a hitch. <laughs> they... Like, there are a few hitches to, like, make it interesting, right? Like, yeah. Like, the teleporter uh, doesn't go off right away because John Travolta interrupts it. And the bomb to set off the, like, the bomb to breach the dome, like, cracks all of the glass yeah. of the dome, but doesn't shatter it. And then... It doesn't shatter it. That one character... Shoot, what was his name? Yeah. The one he, he meets him right away, like, when when Johnny first leaves, he meets this dude who's been with him the whole time. Yeah, it's Kim Coates. He, yeah, yeah. he has to... He shoot. He crashes his plane into it, and then like shoots a bunch of bombs with a rocket launcher when he's like hanging from the. Yeah, I kind of like the way that looked actually when he was like hanging from the chair like upside down. Yeah, I, I mean that's a pretty cool scene. I was like, that's kind of neat. But also, he has a rocket launcher and knows how to use it. And where did all those explosives come from? Were they just in his plane and didn't blow up when mm. he crashed? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. You nailed it. <laughs> so anyway, he breaches, the, he breaches the dome, and then all the humans that were being, like, rebelling also, and also have guns and all know how to use guns. And, like, his girlfriends, they're people. leading them using oh, yeah. using a, a, a mortar or something, or, like, a grenade launcher. Yeah. And... Yeah, and I mean, like, them just suddenly knowing how to use all these guns is one thing, but there was something that stuck out to me that bothered me so much, and I don't know why it bothered me so much, but they, and maybe I just missed it, how they suddenly came to this phrase, but Kim Coates starts saying this phrase a lot, and it catches on, and all the other humans say it. They keep saying, piece of cake. Oh, yeah. Um, how in the fuck would they know that saying? They don't know what cake is. They're cave know. people. Yeah, they first kind of picked it up as like, or when I picked it up, picked up on it was when they were in the flight simulator. Yeah, that's the first time I remember hearing it. Where Kim Coates is just like piece of cake, piece of cake, piece of cake. I feel like they must have heard it either from Johnny, or. There was a scene where, um, like, Turl said it or something. But Turl doesn't speak human. That's also a good point. I don't know. It bothered me so much. I was like, there's no way they should know this saying. And, like, they're flying in the planes, and they're just like, I'm on your tail. And I was like, how do they know the nomenclature? Like, I don't know. Well, maybe the flight simulator had a little... Oh, maybe, I guess. But popped up in the corner. was like, it looks like you're trying to... (laughs) Tail. Looks like you're in a (laughs) dogfight. Tell your wingman you got a bogey on your six. (laughs) Maybe they had Top Gun at the the library at at Fort Hood. And they just, like, during during some some downtime, they're like, oh, let's watch Top Gun. 
Probably. You know, that would actually explain a lot of this movie <laughs> if they just had watched Top Gun. And at yeah. some point in Top Gun, I'm sure Tom Cruise says piece of cake. So yeah, solves that volleyball mystery. volleyball scene would have made a lot more sense too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, anyways, boy. good. Uh, okay. So this was, this was a movie. This was supposed to be a two-parter. What was the they second part going to be? I don't know. Because apparently this only covers about the first 460 pages of the book. Woof. So I'm guessing there's more cyclos out there somewhere. Or maybe Turl breaks out of Fort Knox and gets his revenge. Because also, oh, that's Kerr, right. I think we, is... we didn't say how it actually ends. Like, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah. so they, the plan goes out. The humans get free because they know how to use guns. And um, Johnny gets away from Turl or something, manages to set off the. Oh, yeah, no. Turl actually goes and turns the transporter on in order to get reinforcements and like send in the gas drones. Um, yeah. And then the yeah. dude, the dude um, who is like the either friend or brother of the dude that Turl blew up the head of. He's the one with the uranium bomb and he's been waiting there on the pad and he gets to Cyclo sets off the bomb, whole planet explodes. And then Turl is captured and put in a cage and they put his cage in Fort Knox where he's just surrounded by all the gold. Um, and then, and then all of a sudden Kerr is there and Turl's like, kill them, Kerr. And Kerr hands Johnny a gun. He's like, yeah, I fixed the problem. It should work better now. <laughs> and then Turl's like, what are you doing? And Kerr's just like, oh yeah, I'm teaching them about our stuff. And they made me... The head of the cyclos. The end. <laughs> but at least you got your gold. That's the Oh yeah. That's the big like fuck you line at the end. Where they're like, you got yeah. your gold. Yeah. It was real bad, man. It was real bad. It was pitiful. Oh. Yeah. Oof. Big oof. Big oof. But, uh, you know, it was one that we had to cover. It's gone down in uh, in in history as one of the worst, worst movies ever made. And I can see why. Yeah. Trash. Yeah. Real trash. It won Worst Movie of the Decade at the Golden Razzies in 2010. Oh, lovely. And then this came out in 2000, so that there was nothing worse than this for 10 years after. Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> Very impressive. Um, so oh, there's one, yeah. there one more thing, too. The transitions. Did you see the transitions? Oh, yes, I did. The center wipes. So many center wipes. Yep. Every, every transition in this movie <laughs> is a... Uh, it splits it's a wipe that splits from the center of the screen but it takes like two full seconds yep to they're really slow oh god dude (laughs) the first one happened and i was like "Ooh, that was bad and then the second one happened and i was like oh no is this gonna be every time and it was (laughs) it was i would have welcomed a star wipe yes absolutely if i had seen a star wipe i would have smiled 
would have been visibly oh, gleeful. It would have been, been gorgeous. <sighs> but alas, no star wipes. Um, I don't think we need to really bury the lead or anything. No sort of pomp and circumstance. It's pretty obvious what we feel about this movie. Uh, do, you want, do you want to do the honors? That is one big pile of shit. Isn't it just? Oh my god. That is one big pile of shit. Woof. This is when... It's moments like this where I'm like, why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> you know, like if I'm going to paraphrase the Muppet Show uh, theme song, it's like a form of torture to have to do <laughs> this show sometimes. Yeah. Um, it was... Ugh. It was, again, like... If we if we watch the movie together, it would be so much nicer, like for real. Yeah, I mean, it still would have been awful, but it would have at least we could have at least laughed. But alas, yeah. no laughter was had today. None. Only tears. <laughs> Side note: uh, Speaking of the Muppets, have you have you watched the Muppets uh, show from I think like 2015 or 2016? No, I still haven't seen that. There's one season of it, and then it got canceled. It's on Disney Plus. Go watch it. Oh, sick! Yeah, I'd love to watch it. It is awesome. It is. It is beautiful. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, should have. It got. It got done dirty. It should have. It should have had a longer Shame. run. That's sad. Yeah, that's that was another thing that I've been watching. Sweet. Yeah. That. Well, that pretty much does it for us this week. I think. Right. We're, yeah, we're gonna continue our distant future year two thousand um, marathon. Uh, this is what I, I want to do next week. Next week is our fortieth episode. Or sorry, not next week. Next month. Um, and we have a rare opportunity here. Every now and then, Hollywood does um this thing where two people have the exact same idea at the exact same time and they release the exact same movie oh within yeah within the same year so in 2000 we got red planet and mission to mars both in the same year so I, what i would love to do is watch both of them and talk about them next month it's gonna be an undertaking but i think we need to do this i think we do too Mission to Mars. I fucking loved that movie when it came out. When I was, I haven't, eight. I haven't seen either. So, oh man, totally. I've fresh. definitely seen. I've definitely seen both. I don't really remember Red Planet. I kind of remember Mission to Mars because I rented that one frequently. <laughs> um, and in my mind, Red Planet was like the dumb knockoff because I hadn't seen it. Oh. and so it was therefore bad. <laughs> well, of course. Um, so yeah, we're going to do a big old 40th episode extravaganza. Two movies for the price of nothing because the show's free. <laughs> hell yeah. Um, hell yeah. There's so many movies that I wanted to do on this show, man. There's some, some good shit that came out in the year 2000. And also technically we're going to do one movie that came out in December of 1999, but it has 2000 in the title, so I'm just rolling with it. Yeah, close enough. Close enough. 
so yeah that's uh that's what we're gonna do next month i think the schedule i i, I sent you the the list of movies i think we're pretty pretty solid on on those yeah i got those looks good i think we're we're set up for a strong year nice so now uh yeah that's 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 pretty much gonna be the uh the layout so we will tease each movie at the end of every episode from now on and that will be what we watch not like last month where we're like let's watch gone in 60 seconds and then we don't <laughs> but we should have now to end the show efficiently quickly <laughs> and concisely here we go good luck take it away thank you for listening to the show if you like the show please uh rate and subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. It helps a lot. Also, if you tell mm-hmm. a friend, that also helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us anywhere that podcasts can be listened to. We got on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever the fuck it's called now. Spotify, YouTube, uh, Google. If you Google the Retro Craptacular, we show up. It actually works. It's kind of crazy. Wow. Uh, we're on... I know, right? You really made it once you're Googleable. Once you Google the thing that you want to Google, and it's like the first thing that shows up, that's when you've made it. Nice. We are on all the social medias at RetroCrapPod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Twitter is where I hang out the most. So you want to see me tweeting about Battlestar Galactica and how they didn't even take time to like mask out the Scotiabank logo in one of the establishing shots on Caprica? <laughs> Um, seriously, it, it does the worst job of hiding Vancouver. It does uh, just a, yeah. a, a shot where it says Cylon occupied Caprica. And there's a shot of the Scotiabank tower <laughs> with the Scotiabank logo on it. And I'm like, I could have gotten rid of that in 20 <laughs> seconds on after effects. Whoops. 20 seconds. I could have done that for you, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so that's where I'll be tweeting about Battlestar Galactica mostly. And, and, uh, the, you know, fielding a torrent of hate about how i was like yo what if the Zack snyder cut of justice league sucks though that's the thing they announced the just the Zack snyder cuts coming out in 2021 on hbo max okay justice league eh, whatever well because zach uh joss whedon was brought in to do the reshoots and did some rewrites and everyone's like eh, he ruined the movie Huh. Snyder Cut's gonna be good, but what if it sucks? Because all of Zack Snyder's movies are bad, except for Dawn of the Dead. So you want you want to yell at me about this? Twitter's the place to do it. Um, <laughs> other than that, oh, we have a Patreon. There's some stuff up there now. We got a Dune commentary. Uh, the first ever episode we recorded uh, for the show, and then decided not to release at the last minute because um, <laughs> we thought we could do a better job. That's up there. We did it on Komodo. Yeah, that's right. Which we should maybe revisit Komodo at some point, but I think it'd be worth not it. Yet. It was that was another one of those movies that I always saw on the video store shelf and wanted to rent, but never did. Um, yeah. So that's that's where that is at. I think that's everything. Did I do everything? We have a Patreon. Probably. I wasn't listening. Patreon.com/slash/retrocrappod. <laughs> I think I made a link tree. If you go to any of our socials, there's a link tree link. You click on that, and then it takes you to a page that has all the links to our stuff. I didn't Email know that was a thing. retro retrocrappod at gmail.com. You can send us uh, a Gmail, and um, and that's when 
we'll we'll talk to you in person. Uh, every now and then we do get an email, and it's it's wonderful. Went off the rails again at the end. I can never do it. Always does. Always and I always think it. about. And I always think about. Oh, maybe I'll do like I'll record it. You know, what? I'm not gonna at this point. No. I, I like a nice. It. I like a nice fizzle. I like my my <laughs> my content to just end end with a whimper. You know. Just. <laughs> well, because also like it's just kind of good to know that like you know the show's over. You can leave if you want. I'm gonna prattle on about a couple of things. You don't need to stick around. But if you do, maybe you can maybe it'll be funny. Yeah. I don't know. If anyone's still uh, listening, it must be because they actually enjoy it. So I hope so. Yeah. So thank you, person listening. And uh until Either that or time, they weren't paying attention. And only just only. now when we said thank you, person listening, they're like, Oh shit, this is still on. <laughs> they're like they like just woke up from their nap they were taking realized their phone was still playing podcast they were listening to a good podcast before and then <laughs> ours just started playing by accident anyways gotcha uh, yeah thanks for listening to the show really appreciate it you guys are the tits and until next time keep watching crap how to spell your name. I was being trained to conquer galaxies.